This episode of Industry Focus is supported by NetSuite, the business management software that handles every aspect of your business in an easy-to-use cloud platform. Download their free guide, Seven Key Strategies to Grow Your Profits, today at netsuite.com. Welcome to Industry Focus, the podcast that dives into a different sector of the stock market every day. Today is Tuesday, September 3rd, and we're talking Papa John's. I'm your host, Nick Seipel, and today I'm joined by Motley Fool contributor Dan Klein via Skype. How's it going, Dan? Uh, hey there, Nick. I was supposed to be sitting there next to you. Yeah, you were supposed to be here. As a lot of our <laughs> folks know, Dan is based down in West Palm Beach, Florida, and there's a little bit of a storm coming through there. What does the weather look like down in your neck of the woods, Dan? So, Nick, most people have someone in their family that they're going to show up at a holiday, and you know something bad is going to happen. But that something bad could be like he tells an insensitive joke and falls asleep at the table, or it could end up with the police being called. That's kind of what a hurricane is like. You know something terrible is going to happen, but you don't know exactly what or exactly where. So for the past four days, we've been preparing, getting water, charging batteries, downloading things to our phone, doing everything you can do to get ready for a storm, while watching any Endless weather reports that show the storm could hit us directly, it could veer away from us, it could hit us partially, and for the most part, and I say this knowing I'm tempting fate, here in West Palm Beach, the storm has mostly missed us. So we're going to get maybe even tropical storms tonight, but it's a lot of rain, it's a lot of wind, but unlike our friends in the Bahamas, it seems like we're going to be spared a direct hit. Despite that, most things are closed. I can't get on a plane. The airport is closed. So I was supposed to be there to tape with you and to go to FinCon uh, all week. Uh, And hopefully I'll get out later this week. But really, it's a lot about nothing except even a tiny change could have been catastrophic. You know, a Category 3 or 4 hurricane, you know, just absolutely wreaking havoc here. But fortunately, that is not what's happening. And we get to talk Papa John's via Skype. Yeah, you know, as someone who grew up on the Gulf Coast, you know, you always have to appreciate these storms. You always got to watch that cone. Where is it going to go? A lot of uncertainty there. Uh, you know, for all the folks that are affected by the storm, hope you can stay safe, um, stay healthy, and uh, you know, rebuild whatever whatever, whatever damage uh, occurs. But hopefully, you know, it stays uh, off the coast as much as we can. And uh, you know, let's talk about Papa John's now, Dan. <laughs> Big news uh, coming out of Papa John's last week. We've heard that they're uh, named their new CEO, Rob Lynch, the former president of Arby's. What are your thoughts on this news just off the top? Well, I think it's a great hire. Um, now, that said, I'm not sure Papa John's needed to replace its CEO. The The previous CEO uh, had worked his way up through the system. Uh, you can't really blame him for any of the issues going wrong, but he kind of got sacrificed to circumstances. So coming from Arby's is just a brilliant play because what was Arby's? It was kind of like the restaurant that wasn't Burger King or McDonald's. And this is the guy who created We Have the Meats, a slogan that perfectly explains what Arby's is. It doesn't tell you it's good. It just sort of gives you a place where it's like, all right, Arby's has meats. It has roast beef. It has brisket. It has things that are not what you get at other fast food chains. And that sort of breathed life into the brand. Yeah, I mean, <laughs> there's very few uh, uh, company mottos that become kind of a meme. And I think We Have the Meats is probably one of those. Uh, looking at Papa John's, this is a company that, after the controversy with the original Papa John, Schnatter, uh, that has played out over the past several years, he's continued to sell down his stake. This is a continued evolution of the company to Deposition itself away, uh, away from his presence. Uh, that's you know we've also seen Shaq has been added to the board. Uh, we saw Starboard Value uh, take a stake in the company. As, as you see, the company starting to reposition itself. Good sign so far. Yeah, it's a great sign. So the problem is, 
the the Papa John's a real guy, and he's a real guy who's done some controversial things. He's he's had some anti labor practices. We all, we all know some of the racism controversy without rehashing that. And the problem is his name is still on the door. So even though he doesn't have anything to do with the company, he likes to be on the news. So Papa John you know, gave an interview saying how he had said that they should replace the CEO, a CEO he picked, by the way, uh, that they should have replaced him sooner. And he likes to insert himself in the conversation. And what the company is doing by naming a new CEO with no connection to the company and hiring Shaq as a brand ambassador, which we've talked about before, is a little bit of a clumsy move. Like, hey, we were accused of some racist stuff. Here's a here's a guy, uh, you know, who who's gonna now say nice things about us. That said, people love Shaq, and the company does seem seem to truly want to reform. And this is a way to get you to forget that the guy the company is named after is a real guy, and sort of turn it to like, okay, Papa John's, it's it's a pizza place, and it's not a cult of personality anymore. Sure. Yeah, it's all part of trying to turn this business around, reshape its image. You know, another exciting process I mentioned that earlier is that Starboard Value came on in February, purchasing two hundred million dollars in preferred stock. Their CEO and Chief Investment Officer Jeff Smith is now the chairman of the board at Papa John's. They have a strong history of activist shareholding, particularly in the restaurant space. Uh, so, in two thousand fourteen, they had uh, the entire Darden board replaced, and that stock is up. Uh, over 170% since that move. Uh, they're going to be using some of those funds injected by Starboard Value uh, to advance their turnaround priorities. Uh, $100 million of, doll- uh, of those funds uh, will go into the turnaround plan of the business, which we will talk about on the back half of the show, Dan. But first, a message from our sponsor. If you don't know your numbers, you don't know your business. But the problem growing businesses have that keeps them from growing their numbers is their hodgepodge of business systems. They have one system for accounting, another for sales, another for inventory, and so on. It's just a big, inefficient mess, taking up too much time and too many resources, and that hurts the bottom line. That's why we're introducing NetSuite by Oracle, the business management software that handles every aspect of your business in an easy-to-use cloud platform, giving you the visibility and control you need to grow. With NetSuite, you save time, money, and unneeded headaches by managing sales, finance and accounting, orders, and HR instantly, right from your desktop or phone. That's why NetSuite is the world's number one cloud business system. And right now, NetSuite is offering you valuable insights with a free guide, Seven Key Strategies to Grow Your Profits, at netsuite.com full. That's netsuite.com full to download your free guide, Seven Key Strategies to Grow Your Profits. Once again, that's netsuite.com full. Okay, Dan, so we, we talked a little bit about you know the controversy coming out of the original Papa John and those sorts of things. Uh, but when you look at actual operating metrics of the business, what problems is uh, Rob Lynch encountering as he takes the corner office at Papa John's? Well, comparable store sales have been declining. And you can pinpoint that, the beginning of it, to some of this controversy. But the reality is Papa John's has failed in other ways. Uh, you might think of them as a pizza company, but the reality is they're a convenience play and a technology company. So why do you order from Domino's? And, and Domino's is the direct competitor here, and they've had a staggering amount of, I think it's 33 straight quarters of, of U.S. comp store growth and over 100 internationally. Well, why is Domino's winning? Domino's is winning because they have made ordering a pizza insanely easy. You could text them an emoji. You could log into their app and re- repeat a past order. You can have deliveries sent to locations that aren't where you live. You know, you're outside at the park and Domino's shows up, but it knows how to get to you. Uh, 
And that's where Papa John's stores have failed. Its technology is not as good. Its stores look dated. Its advertising is generally based around sort of whatever its limited time offer is, and nothing ever feels special or good about it. I mean, the limited time offer will be like, hey, it's $7.99 for a pepperoni and sausage pizza. It's like, that. that's not that special. It's not that interesting. So what he inherits is a company that really needs to focus on rebranding itself in one area, but also rebuilding its infrastructure in another and making it so if you either don't care between Papa John's or Domino's or you like Papa John's more than Domino's, you have to make it easier. And we can throw Pizza Hut into the mix here, here too. You have to make it easier or as easy to get the pizza as the chain's rivals make it. You know, uh, Little Caesars has built its business around the idea that you walk in and the pizza's ready. What's the hook at Papa John's other than the sort of lie of better ingredients, better pizza, which I think if you've had their pizza – it's better pizza than maybe, like, I don't know, Elio's, but not much else. Yeah, so this better ingredients, better pizza idea really worked for Papa John's as they kind of grew up as a business. But I think it's become much tougher for these large national pizza chains to compete as almost every town you're at, you know, there's a new independent pizza store popping up every day, which has made it difficult to compete on quality. And really, when you're in pizza, there's, there's really, I think, three things you can compete on. It's either you're going to have higher quality and better taste, uh, you're going to have a cheaper price, or you're going to have convenience. And as you mentioned, they've really struggled on the convenience side versus Domino's. Pricing, I mean, it's difficult to see how much lower uh, these prices can get with a $6 pizza, medium pizza coming from these, these companies. But that's, that's really, Papa John's has to reposition themselves to both drive higher quality, you know, repositioning their stores, as well as to really do something on convenience with, it, with that, those tech investments. Yeah, and th- that's the big problem, is that you can't go that much lower on price. I think it's harder to be cheaper than Little Caesars. And it's very hard to be as technologically savvy as Domino's. So the first thing Rob Lynch has to do is take away the stigma. He has to at least make it so they're on an even playing field and you feel good about the brand so you would consider ordering it because it isn't better. Any town has better pizza. All of these five-minute, you know, you walk in and they run the pizza through an oven, you get to pick exactly what you want, and they have weird toppings. All of those places, many of which don't deliver because the nature of their pizza does not hold up to delivery, and Papa John's has had to build a pizza that's going to be durable, which doesn't necessarily translate to taste. But the first thing you have to do is sort of reset the brand, and they're going to spend about $40 million in the second half of the year with ads starring Shaq, and, you know, Shaq has a lot of saturation. He advertises awful lot of products. On the other hand, he's unbelievably likable. So if Shaq's on TV telling you, hey, I'm on the board of Papa John's, I, I like their pizza, it's convenient, uh, you know, here's a big fat guy who everybody likes telling you about pizza. That is not a bad thing and that should help the brand. The company's also spending another 40 or so million dollars on its franchises, helping them by in some cases taking lower fees, in some cases not taking fees, and sort of making an effort to help them modernize their stores and feels part of the family to sort of rebuild that trust that was lost. Yeah, I think, you know, as you mentioned, that $40 million ramping up uh, Shaq as their brand ambassador. When you look at pizza, I mean, marketing really is a huge differentiator. You see, when Domino's really started their big upswing, it was that Domino's pizza, you know, our pizza isn't very good, but we're working on it. And that really <laughs> started started the upswing. And uh you know, seeing the these significant investments in marketing, seeing them reposition themselves, and another thing as well is you've seen them scale up 
uh, when you talk about tech, their GPS delivery tracking, they were well behind Domino's there. But there is a presence there now. How optimistic are you, Dan, about the ability for these marketing uh, tactics to succeed and, and kind of make up some lost ground against Domino's and others? Um. I would say I'm cautiously optimistic only because, and we've talked about this with sort of the Starbucks Dunkin' Donuts comparison, you don't have to be the leader. You just have to be better at following. So let Domino's pioneer you know, drone delivery or all sorts of new technology. What you want Papa John's to do is to quickly be able to follow that. And with a CEO who's more dynamic, who's sort of trending, they can do some stunts. Uh, you know, Arby's did really well with limited time offers. We're going to have venison for one day and it sells out. I think they're going to do some things like that at Papa John's to sort of jumpstart the brand, to even get you to download the app. Oh my God, they're going to have, I, I don't know what kind of pizza it is, but some, you know, Shaq's favorite recipe that his mom makes or whatever it is, whatever excites the public. So they can do it. And a lot of technology that was once proprietary is now sort of off the shelf, but there's a lot of work to be done. Yeah. And another optimistic thing I've seen is Papa John's has embraced some of this influencer marketing stuff. I think they, they partnered up with uh, Epic Mealtime, the Epic Mealtime folks to, for some marketing sorts of things, which you know is a positive thing as you see influencer marketing become bigger and bigger. Uh, another, I guess, concerning thing or something to think about uh, with Papa John's, particularly as NFL season is co- starting to come, uh, you know, beginning this week. Uh, Papa John's last year or two years ago, I believe, lost their NFL contract. Uh, and they've really had, as you mentioned, very poor comparable sales. But as we move into Q3, they are going to lap that NFL deal rolling off. Any optimism that you know they're losing this. They've lost this marketing bump from the NFL. But now that those numbers aren't compared to those year over year, you know maybe the narrative can turn around. Yeah, I, I think it's a challenge because in all the places where you used to see, hey Papa John's, you know you and I are sitting on Sunday watching a game in your apartment, which might actually happen this Sunday. <laughs> uh, though we'll probably go out somewhere um, watching the game, and we're like we're hungry, and we see a Papa John's commercial, so we order a Papa John's pizza. That just makes sense. Well, those are going to be Pizza Hut ads this year. So that's a gain for your competitor. And in general with pizza, you don't eat a pizza and then go, oh, hey, I should get another pizza from another company. So there is sort of a huge captive audience of people watching football on their couch. On the other hand, that was a big expensive sponsorship. And if they strategically use that money to advertise and go after other audiences that eat pizza, you know, you can make that up. And maybe the NFL was a bit of a toxic place to be for a couple of years. There were a lot of controversies as sort of every move any company made was politicized. Uh, so it might make more sense for Papa John's, which is trying to depoliticize its brand, to really just be everywhere. You know, th- throw it, throw it around in some basketball games, throw it to some you know baseball playoffs, what, whatever it is. Sort of look for different audiences, and I'll be curious to see what these commercials are. You know, is it Shaq endorsing the brand and saying, "Hey, these are good people"? Is it? I, I hope they drop the better pizza idea and maybe even make fun of it a little and and sort of spread convenience because. Better Pizza was a, a counter to Domino's and Pizza Hut, and you could argue that maybe their pizza is better than those, but you can't argue that it's better than, say, Blaze Pizza or any of the the local places where pizzas are you know are handmade or, and well done. So, you know, they could make some progress if they're very selective and careful about how they spend their money. Sure. Yeah, I think this is very much a turnaround story when you see the board getting shaken up in a really significant way when you see the number one shareholder you know Papa John himself continuing to sell down 
shares. You have a whole new marketing strategy, a whole new brand ambassador. Really, a lot of question marks up in the air with this company. But you know, as I mentioned earlier, you know, the ability to shift your marketing strategy has been proven to work in the past by other pizza operators. You know, as you watch, go ahead, Dan. Yeah, and, well, you mentioned that they're lapping their comps. Just to give you an idea how bad it was, they were off 9.8% in that quarter uh, at, at a time where Domino's was was gaining share. So you would expect when they report this quarter that they will have gained. But what you really have to look at is, you know, if they if they're two percent up over over last year, that's great. But that still leaves them 8% from where they were. So the question is, yeah, the next four quarters, they should probably report some pretty positive results. But can they actually get back to the point where they were? And I'm not so sure. There's ever-increasing competition. And Shaq is a great spokesperson, but – I, I, I don't know. I, I, I like his commercials. I think the general's a funny character, but I'm not switching my car insurance. Yeah, I totally agree. I think in these next couple quarters, you may get misled a little bit with these numbers as they lap lap uh, comps that are maybe more favorable uh, year over year. Um, Dan, as you watch this company over the next couple years, what events would have to take place for you to change your mind and overcome that skepticism that you have? Well, I'd like to see the new CEO really make the company feel like it's a new company. And you know, you mentioned the Domino's turnaround. Domino's came out and did a very bold, like, hey, we know our pizza's not that good, and we're working on it. And you've sort of gotten some Mia culpas from Papa John's. They ran those commercials where it like showed how diverse their ownership was. But I really I don't want them to keep apologizing. I want them to own it and be something different. What is the brand identity for Papa John's? Is it the cheap pizza place, the convenient pizza place, the best pizza place of the chains? You know, is it the the pizza place that's open till four in the morning so they can capture that two to four a.m. market that Domino's doesn't get? I don't know what it is, but I don't have any feeling about this brand. And I didn't grow up with Papa John's. It's not a New England brand. So it was was new to me when I first lived in New York. And, he, and in New York, who's eating pizza at Papa John's? It seemed unfathomable to, to me that the place existed. So I want to see them come out and have their We Have the Meats moment where you go, oh, okay, Shaq just delivered a tagline for Papa John's and that changes everything about the brand. That's not easy to do, but it is possible. Yeah, I'm excited to see how things play out. You know, you could you can tell a story where this company really turns around. You can also tell the story where Domino's has really entrenched themselves and it's really tough for them to be dislodged. We're going to continue following this story. And Dan, I'm sure we'll have you back on again soon. I'll talk to you soon, Nick. All right, stay dry there. Thank you. <laughs> As always, people on the program may own companies discussed on the show, and The Motley Fool may have formal recommendations for or against the stocks discussed, so don't buy or sell anything based solely on what you hear. Thanks to Austin Morgan for his work behind the glass. For Dan Klein, I'm Nick Seipel. Thanks for listening, and Fool on. <laughs>